listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Tuesday Morning Quarterbacks, an NFL podcast presented by Apollo Media, all Houston, all original. I am one of your hosts, Taylor Jackson, writer and contributor for Apollo Media. You can find me on all the socials at Lil Bro Taylor. And today I'm joined by my co-host, Bruce Castellan. Bruce, how are we feeling? I am in a state of depression. Uh Football is not kind to the Texans this year, and it hasn't been for the last several decades. So I am in a state of depression. What happened? No, I'm, to, not, uh, I'm great. I'm what great. happened to four or five wins? It surprisingly, I still think that's on the table. Sometimes. No, you I, don't. Come on. I do. All right. Well, we'll get into it. Um, we're gonna structure it a little differently this week. This is a Houston-based media company, so we should be talking about the Houston Texans. So we'll start off a little Texans talk. Last week. The Texans release defensive end Whitney Merciless, the second best pass rusher in Houston Texans history. And it was all on the basis of they want to get younger, get some of these young guys some playing time out there. He did restructure his contract earlier in the year um, to just become a free agent after this year. But I, I assume they just said, fuck it, we're going we're just gonna to go with the young guys right now. He wasn't. He hasn't been good for a while, actually. Now that I think about it, but ah, man, uh, is there even to say there was a high point for the Texans at any point in history? But they've had some names, and all those names are currently leaving or getting released, wanting trades. It's it's a very depressed time in Houston. Well, talking oh, about, talking about trades, talking about trades. Berman, it was Berman that broke the news about the uh, the possible Deshaun Watson move, correct? Correct. And then he said uh, up to uh, this following week, What's if it that? wasn't done by this week, it was going to be done by, uh, well, this was last week. If it wasn't done by last week, it was going to be done by this week, which coincides with the, the trade deadline. Because it's man, November, November 3rd is the trade correct. deadline. Correct. Or 2nd, November 2nd. Sometime next week. So, and it's shaping up to be a good one for the Texans. I'm not going to lie. Deshaun Watson may be a Dolphin by the end of the week. The Texans may actually be able to rid their hands of this situation. And I don't know if they're going to be – I don't know if they're going to get what they've been wanting to get. I know they've been very strong set over the past several months that saying that they mm-hmm. want six assets in return, whether that be draft picks, young players, um, they want six assets in return. I don't know if they're going to get six, but I think they're going to get a pretty damn good haul. He was also saying that it was going to be, it's looking like it's going to be a three-way trade between Miami, the Washington football team, and the Houston Texans that would send Tua over to Washington. Stone has the possibility to, I don't, I don't want to say turn around the rebuild fast, but there's a shot in here somewhere where they can get a really good return if they can flip Tua or uh, if they can flip Howard in the process of getting things. Because they may not be of use to the Texans because they suck, 
but they could be of use to many other teams. And in three-way trades, you can kind of finagle more. Two acts, they might be a good fit up in Washington. That's what I'm saying. That I'm, I'm, I, I would have to see the return. I hope it's good, but at, there, there's a shot. There's, there's hope, I guess, for me at least. So I, I assume you agree with me here that you don't want any part of Tua, right? No, absolutely not. Nope, 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 nope. Because this is going to – we've said this week after week. This is going to be a multi-year rebuild for the Houston Texans. And I don't even know if it's smart to go ahead and get your quarterback now or, like, even in this upcoming draft, if you take a look at the potential uh, QBs coming in this next year's draft, it's a, bad, it's a bad group. It's not a great group. And this, it, the headliner uh, Rattler is not doing great. Yeah. So I, I, there's not I, a single. There's not a single college football. There's not a single college football quarterback this year that I've thought confidently could take over a franchise. Uh, without a doubt. It's, so uh, going back to the the possible trade of Deshaun, I think Miami's going to be in, inevitably be the team that he goes to. But I think with the suck of Carolina and the downtrend of Sam Darnold, they could create the leverage to get what uh, the Texans can create the leverage to get what they want out of the Dolphins. You think Sam Darnold's real? I mean, these the these past few weeks, yes, he's looked like ass. But before that, he looked pretty solid. I don't think but, I don't think Carolina would bite that hard on based on what they have out of Sam Darnold. It's not the greatest, and I think he's already proven that he's not going to go, like, win you a playoff game. But I still think the asking price is so high for Deshaun Watson that there's very few teams that are in a position to even do anything about it. And one of the, the one that really makes the most sense is the Dolphins. Of course. But that's the thing about uh, you can make the illusion that they want him a lot more than the Dolphins think. And then that way, creating the leverage to get what you want. Another team, uh, the 49ers could also, Garoppolo's not the guy. Yeah, you Garoppolo's to, not, but they just went and got Trey Lance. That fan base is going to eat them alive if they go and just waste that first rounder on it. Yeah, but it, it's Deshaun Watson. <laughs> it is Deshaun Watson. It is Deshaun Watson. Sorry, we're we're filling this in the middle of the Monday Night Football Saints Seahawks game, and that was a pick. Come on, throw throw the challenge flag. Oh, they're punting. The, the thing with the Texans is what they have versus what they think they have. In my mind, they think they're a lot better than they are, and everyone else, but the Texans, know that they're not. So there's this, yeah, it's that sense of overvaluing. Exactly, and they're in this middle ground of assness for lack of a better term where they think they're better than they are so they try to win but they don't so they're stuck with like mediocre picks at best they should just punt completely trade everyone trade uh Laramie Tunsil to the Ravens because they lost their 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 uh prize left tackle and they're trying to win just build up those assets building up those assets absolutely because those you trade for a draft pick, maybe you're not even using that draft pick as a draft pick, but it's an asset that's in your arsenal at all times. Exactly. What I think, and we were talking about this earlier before the show, we didn't see Rappaport or Scheffner, anybody else back in these Deshaun rumors. It, it was that, mainly that's just the like, weird. That was that was more of the weirder thing that I've seen because usually Berman is 
solidified in Houston. What he says is damn near law, and he hasn't been wrong yet. And and none of the national media really said anything about anything. I mean, there was there's like there's been some reporters and some beat uh, reporters out there saying that oh the the things that uh, two of them might go to a third team and that kind of thing. But none of the real heavy hitters really said anything about the possible trade. Well, here's the thing. I think this trade is one of the most difficult ones in probably league history to get across the finish line because there's two main factors that are hampering the Texans from executing this trade. One is that Deshaun Watson has publicly said that he just will not play another snap for the Houston Texans. So that just degrades a lot of their leverage. Um, Some of these teams, like the Dolphins, may think, hey, we can just make this trade for a lesser price in the offseason, wait them out. The other one is that his legal battles. So he was dis, uh, disposition cases opened last month, but nothing can actually go into effect until February 22nd of next year. So he's just going to be waiting in that legal limbo for forever. Yeah. And I can see a team like the Dolphins being like, let's wait until March 1st and see what the hell we got on our hands here. And that's probably the smarter thing to do if you're the Dolphins. But on the other, look, Berman said this week or next. Berman has never been wrong. And I think this is, I don't know why I feel this way, but somehow I think the Texans are going to get what they want. Just call it a, call it a crazy hunch, but somehow I think they're going to, they're going to get what they want. And it doesn't have to be all right away. Like consecutive years, they can kind of space them out. Right. But Talking about with draft picks. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, with the draft picks. The Dolphins have a slew of draft picks. Yeah. Like a lot of them. A lot of them. We fucking gave them in the in the Tunsil deal, right? And especially, the I think the most valuable one that they have is the 49ers pick. Yeah, that could prove to be uh, way more valuable. If Garoppolo sucks even further, they're going to punt to Trey Lance, and that's just going to throw off everything. So they're going to want to lose so they can just build on him. So – that 49ers, if they can get that 49ers pick, we cooking with grease, ladies and gentlemen. That, yeah, 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 yeah. So here's what I really think they should do. We, it, It's a multi-year rebuild. I don't even think you touch the QB position yet, or maybe not even next year. Have Tyrod as your guy next year. I know Tyrod's coming off the grade two hamstring uh, strain right now, but David Coley's already came back out, said Tyrod will be the starter as soon as he's healthy. I mean, I think we all know Davis Mills isn't the fucking guy. I mean, I I think, I think, I think you, I think you even punt on the, uh, the draft picks for this upcoming, like, don't, don't punt. I'm saying in, in, I'm saying in terms of a quarterback, because the Texans could have a top very easily have a top three pick. Correct. They're going to have a top. They're they're more than likely going to get the top three pick. Don't use it on a quarterback. Don't use it on the quarterback. Go get yourself an electric edge, uh, edge rusher. I've seen mock drafts that have them picking that corner out of Vandy. I don't know if I love taking a defensive back top five, but yeah. but at the same, go get a go get a, an offensive tackle from Bama or some shit. Start solidifying that foundation so whenever the opportunity does arise for a whoever's going to take the reins for the future they actually have a good grounding to sit on. Yeah, it's kind of similar to how the Colts kind of did it. They built their line. Yeah. So whenever some random Both sides of it, both sides of it. And now they're 
they, it's kind of plug and play there uh, as far as their, their quarterback position and they'll be all right. And if you but, want to commit, if you want to commit to David Coley, he's, he seems like a guy that likes to win between the trenches. Here, here, and here's also the, the, something that, that worries me. I don't know about David Coley, dude. I don't, I know. I get it. He's a rookie coach. I get it. But the laps that he, the lapses he has on the field are sometimes staggering. I know Bill O'Brien used to like the time management thing. That was a thing. But good heavens, dude. You just want to dive into it. Texans fall. Texans fall one and six, 31 to five against the Arizona Cardinals. Best team in football. And y'all were up five to zero on them. It was looking like an NLCS hey. score there for a minute. <laughs> I think the Astros scored more than the Texans. They did, actually. <laughs> they did score more than the Texans. Oh, man, this sucks. Oh, man, it hurts me. I mean, but what did you, what are you expecting going into, going into that? Really? Like you're, you're facing the Arizona Cardinals who just made a trade of their own and got even better on the offensive side, going, making a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles, getting Zach Ertz. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's the Cardinals are good. They're Cardinals good. are very good. If that defense can remain playing to the standard that it's been playing, and they can actually trade for more. They don't. I think their offense is fine now. They can. They can just go get. Oh, I think they're probably out of the trade market at this point. Like, well, what else do you really even improve there? What's on the market that you improve there? Yeah, it, that's a, that's the kind of sucky thing about the NFL. The trades aren't fun. I guess for the most part, they're not the flashiest. It's usually free uh, free agent acquisitions that are the more splashier things. But- I would say I would I was thinking about this earlier though. I I feel like I've seen a lot more trades from the NFL as of late, meaning like the past three years or so. Yeah. Like because I, I remember back you know five ten years ago, it was like you never ever saw a trade in the NFL. Almost never, uh, unless it was the 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 draft where you're just trading up and down. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, that was the only time you'd ever see a trade. But good heavens, bro. It <sighs> the defense, I mean, I don't know what the white bearded man himself, he can only do so much. Cause good heavens, they're on the field for I, I wish I had the times, but they sh- they're probably out there for three quarters of the game because the three and out, the three and out, three and out. And I mean, they need a trade brand they- cooks. Please I mean, do. they played a they played a decent first half, but you're right. They just got gassed. They're just a bad team, dude. And then how about that? How about that? DeAndre Hopkins just shoving it down. Just shoving it. He needs to let that go, though. Good Lord. It's been a while. Yeah, he, he, he got himself in a better situation because of it. Yeah, and then he's still thinking about his ex. Like, bro, relax, all right? The greatest Texan to ever do it. Yeah, man, it, it's uh, it's not great to be a Texans fan, but I do like the notion, like with Cutting Merciless, that they are fully committing, going younger, going because how did you, how the hell would you start this this team off without a single rookie on it? Yeah, no, they, I don't know. Like you have. This to is what I'm telling you. They're trying to be good for no reason. They think they're better than they are. And it's pissing off everyone because everyone knows that they're not good. You see it. I see it. Everybody and their mom sees it. Houston Texans football, baby. The aura of sadness. We'll see you on the (laughs) other side of the break. Cover the rest of the slate and give you some previews for next week. See you there.
All right, we're back. And honestly, Bruce, it was a pretty shit slate of football. There, there was hardly any close games the entire week. What it really looked like was playoff teams proving that they're playoffs teams and then a few frauds getting weeded out. Uh, the I would th- I would say the best game from the from the entire slate was the Thursday game. Was Texans great? I Case know Keenum doing the Browns thing. defeat the Broncos 17-14. Case Keenum 199 yards with a touchdown, no picks. I mean, it, it was a good game. And the, and the gentleman named Dernest Johnson, Dernest, I should excuse me, Dernest Johnson. With 146 yards on 22 carries. Man walked straight off the couch into the Cleveland Browns facility, put on a jersey, and just started demolishing people. Like me and you could run behind that line, I think. It was it was, it was such a good battle of the lines. It wasn't sloppy. It was just hard nose. Yeah, it's one of those, like, if you love football, you, you would enjoy these games. But if you like all the high-flying, the throwing throwing the rock everywhere, then it eh, probably wasn't your one to your liking. But this but is, man. In, on, on, I mean, great for Gase Canem, great for the Browns. They needed that win. Browns go up to four and three in the year. But here's the thing. I've told you this week in, week out. Teddy Bridgewater cannot win you games. He will keep nope. you in games. He will not lose you games. But he cannot win you games. And when Melvin Gordon has eight carries for 18 yards and you're forcing Bridgewater to throw it over 30 attempts. That's not going to get it. You're not going to win the game. You're not going to win the game. Good on the Browns defense holding on late, even though Denver was making a push there, they still, you know, enough to get it done. And like I said, that's pretty much the only close, close game we had of the, of the week. Other than that, we had, what happened to the Chiefs? Oh my God, bro! I, I, they're done. Like they're not making the playoffs now, right? I think I think them to win the Super Bowl, and I don't even think they're making the playoffs anymore. What the hell happened to Patrick Mahomes, man? He's out, man. Chad, Chad Haney, Jackson Mahomes is probably making TikToks in the hospital <laughs> room right now. Oh, did you see that video? Oh, it's one of the greatest videos I've ever seen before. Jesus Christ! This Titans team. Kind of proven there for real. And Derrick Henry didn't even have a great day. He really didn't. 29 carries, 86 yards, no touchdowns. I don't know what the hell happened to the Chiefs. I I honestly don't know. Like, I was watching the game and kind of was flabbergasted that they couldn't move the ball. Like, at all. At all. At all. Um, A.J. Brown tore him up for 133 and a touchdown. But I don't – when's the last time the Kansas City Chiefs didn't score a touchdown? That's what I'm trying to think. I, I I can't think. Like, since Mahomes has been in the league, I cannot remember. And even before that, Alex Smith was kind of, you know, making that offense work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they didn't score at all. I and Mahomes, think... I think, is healthy. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him. This Titans team has proven, though, over the past couple of years, it has no problem beating good teams. For some odd reason, they – they can beat good teams, but then somehow they lose things. I, I, they, it's they, the AFC. I, I feel like, yeah, it is the AFC. They, <laughs> they, they rise to the occasion, but they can get sloppy. It's weird. They're a weird team. But that, that's but, insane. Think about this. The Titans just beat the Chiefs 27-3, to and Derrick Henry averaged three yards a carry with no touchdowns. 
So you're meaning to tell me there, there it is possible not to blow a 24-0 lead? <laughs> I guess it fucking is. Bro, Man. what the, This makes me so angry. <laughs> Why? Man. Why, dude? Why does it happen to me? <laughs> Why was I born in Houston? <laughs> It's uh, uh man, it's the woes of your ways. Yeah, man. but yeah, but, I mean, Jesus Christ. Looking at it right now, week seven, Titans are in and Chiefs are out. I'm gonna give it two more weeks and then I'm gonna have a hot take for you. I still think Patrick Mahomes is very good, and like I said this on our last episode, I think Andy Reid deserves a lot of blame for the way this season has gone so far. Someone's to blame because they didn't look like this before. Eric Benemy is still there as the uh, coordinator, right? Yeah, good thing the Texans didn't hire him, right? Am I right? Am I right? No, sure. uh, <laughs> that's, I think, the only good thing they've done. Moving on, a game that almost isn't even worth mentioning. The Packers beat up on the Washington football team, 24 to 10. The Packers are making the playoffs. They're winning the NFC North without any regards. Like, the, nobody, the nobody's slowing them. The Packers should trade for, uh, for Brandon Cooks. Do they need to? Probably not, but... Devonte Adams is on the um, reserve, but I think it's the COVID reserve right now, so he should be back within a couple weeks. And I think just, they're just but just having keep... that guy over the top, dude. It does a lot for Devontae uh, Devonte Adams, especially it does a lot for Aaron Rodgers. That man, oh yeah, that man loves he the ball field. The Packers are absolutely making the playoffs, and they're going to make some noise once they get there. They're going to be a very hard team to beat because when you have an elite quarterback like Aaron Rodgers that you're going against, that's that's the problems you're going to face. Speaking of elite quarterbacks, Joe Burrow doing the thing. Ah, man's <laughs> fucking proving me wrong again. Man's 416 pro- yards. Three touchdowns Three and interceptions. You know who the real star of the show is, though, right? You know who the real star of that offense is. Jamar effing Chase. Bro, he is insane. He is on pace for like 2,000 yards. He is on pace for a ridiculous amount of yards. He, the, the separation he can get is like off the line, off that point of impact when you're coming off the line is incredible. It's, it's very. Wasn't he looked down upon coming out of the draft? Like he wasn't the best out of the bunch? Um, I mean, you had both the Alabama boys picked over him, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, which I mean, those guys aren't having bad seasons by any regard. Yeah, but they're they're not doing two hundred yards. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love I absolutely love when they do this. They team old quarterbacks, old college quarterbacks, and wide receivers up. Yeah, man. Like they just they, get each other. I guess they just get it. They just get it, and you're seeing them get it in uh Cincinnati. Five and two are were a smidge away from six and one. Yeah, they're honestly. There were a couple of mistakes from being undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. And now, and now sitting here, the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Browns are all battling at the top of that division. They need to get Lamar Jackson some help on that line because good. Lamar gracious. Jackson can't make a throw to save his fucking life, dude. He's one of the most athletic people in sports, and he's just not very good at throwing footballs. It doesn't look the best when it comes out of his hands. They get it gets there sometimes. <laughs> Like the, the throw to uh, but that's just Hollywood the athletic Brown. that's just the athleticism in him. Like he's not you got to be able to do that twenty five times in a row. And he threw it thirty one times, and he only completed fifteen of them. It's it. He's 
I don't know. It's the, it's the, Ravens but, are tricky. It, but it's the it's the problem the Ravens chose to have. Yeah, they know exactly what they have there, and they chose to ride with it. So that game actually looked relatively close. It was until, for a little bit up until the Bengals started running away with it there at the end. The only other game I would say was pretty close. Oh, there's actually two more. But one of them that was actually pretty close for a while, say in the same regard, until another team started running away with it, was the Panthers and the Giants. But this was more of a uh, who's going to finally stop fucking up. Like, that was an egregious game. The Panthers lose the Giants 25-3. to Giants shouldn't have even really had 25 points. Two very – the Panthers are overrated. They're they so are. overrated, they are. especially with Christian McCaffrey out. They're not going to – that completely shrieks the dynamic of their offense, and they're not going to get anything done. But think if they trade no, – let's, let's go to hypothetical land in a land, land far away. If they somehow got Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson paired with Christian McCaffrey, I like it. I like it a lot, especially with their defense. They're formidable. That but, point I was that point I was saying earlier though about it making sense to wait till postseason. I feel like that makes even more that it goes even more for the Panthers if they were to intrigue about that. Owners and teams get desperate. They want to be good. They want to put a good image out. Sometimes they make desperate decisions, and I hope they do because it's going to benefit the Texans. Well, there's there's a reason. I understand making these insane decisions, but when you have a guy like Tom Brady in your division, that keeps you a little bit more humble. Speaking of that, another playoff team just proving why they're going to be in the playoffs. Buccaneers 38 to three over the Chicago bears. It's it's still early, but we can't talk. We can't talk shit on fields yet. I know the zero touchdowns, three interceptions, not looking great, not looking great. Let me remind you, though, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy needs to be tried for war crimes against the Chicago Bears. I don't under- the, kind of the same way. I don't Bill know O'Brien what the fuck's be. keeping him there. I don't know what's keeping him there. Like, And I think the rookie quarterback is going to keep him there longer is the worst part. Not if he keeps fucking playing like this. He should be fired tomorrow. Yeah, bro. It was, I mean... And Tom Brady is somehow 27 again. I don't know. Did he he eats children? I, I'm convinced he like sucks the souls and the lives out of people. I mean, we've we said that for younger. several weeks now. We are gonna have to release a investigative docuseries over Tom Brady's health. And it's not the TB12 method, all right? Tomatoes don't make you do this, all right? <laughs> the FDA should step should step in and <laughs> <laughs> and investigate investigate what no, kind of mutiny is going on here because there's no way if you if you were looking for one silver lining from uh from the bears it is that cole commit rookie running back continues to look good he he runs the rock well he runs between he hits his holes fast hard and he hangs on to the ball um cole commit gonna be a good running back and he, he can catch some passes as well uh but yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to find positives when you get trashed thirty-eight to three. And Tom Brady had four touchdowns on the game, but he was twenty for thirty-six with two hundred. That's not electric. 
No, but I mean he he's got a couple he got a couple easy Mike Te- Mike Evans in the in the corner who yeah. did who did go off with three touchdowns. And um, can we talk about the 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 whole football thing that <laughs> Mike Evans give give away his uh, the Oh the yeah, what the come on, know the moment, buddy. What are you doing? And if I'm the fan, I so am, it, 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 the moment it, he gave me the ball, I am running to my house, locking myself in there. And getting five hundred thousand dollars from. Someone. If you don't know, Mike Evans scored one of his various touchdowns on Sunday, and it ended up being Tom Brady's. What was it? His six hundredth. Yeah, his six hundredth. His six hundredth career touchdown pass. Not knowing this, takes it, runs, gives it to a fan. They gotta get personnel to come over, talk to the fan, ask for the ball back, and what did he get in return for it? It was like. Yeah. You'll get a, you'll get a jersey. We don't even. And it was like you'll get a jersey. We'll figure out who's later. This, this like, is what he what officially got. Fuck, bro. He got two signed Brady jerseys, a helmet, signed Mike Evans jersey, his game cleats, a thousand dollars in team store credit, two season passes for the rest of this season and the twenty two season. Listen, that's okay, not that's, worth five hundred thousand pretty- though. That's not worth five hundred thousand. This thing was worth five hundred thousand dollars. How the hell is that worth five hundred thousand? I forgot uh, some uh, person that's credited and that's uh, that I guess uh, that values these things kind of gave a parameter of what it was worth. And now uh, I don't know if you saw the Brady tweet that he said uh, to give a Bitcoin, one whole Bitcoin to to the guy. And I don't know if you know, but Bitcoin is worth a decent amount. Is it like so 58 right now, 59? Is, no, it's 62,000 right now. OK, we're up to 62. That's still that they're still they're underselling this thing. This thing would have been worth cl- close to a million. But you got to think you also got to know you got to know how to go about selling it. You got to make sure you like play all the. I'm sure this dude was like, yeah, fuck it. I would have sold it back to Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that oh, you sounds like give it, me season that tickets like for it, the rest of my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what honestly I would I would be hammering for at least the next decade. But it sounds like a dickish response. And it absolutely would be is if he was still like on the Patriots and this thing happened with like a Patriots fan. But buddy, this is the Bucks, and he got here yeah. like like you may want to huh? you may like want to renegotiate here. But that is a pretty good haul though. When you, when you start laying it all out, the the used cleats, the signed jerseys, the I mean, those signed game used jerseys are going to be able. I would have ran to my house and locked myself in my house. Not responded to no one until I got my. I would sell it back to Brady. You want it so goddamn back? Half a million dollars, sir. Half a milli. Half a milli on them. And then the other, let's just wrap up the NFC South there. I mean, Saints are still playing right now, winning, by the way. But the other game from the NFC South, Falcons beat the Dolphins 30 to 28. And I mean, to what just keeps proving that maybe Deshaun should be the guy. Four touchdowns on the day, but the two picks were costly. Oh, yeah, man. Good. Goodness gracious. Uh, Dolphins, PSA, we got your guy. You know, just hand that over a little bit, no? One time. I'll tell you what. I like Mike Gusecki. I too, like dude. him a lot as a tight end. He does everything just like uh, Schultz for uh, uh, Dallas. I, I like both those guys. Just classic pure tight end and get it done 
and they get it done. Yeah, I started Mike Davis on my fucking fantasy team. He got Oof. me one point. Oof. He got me Oof. one point. Thank, dude, uh, thank God uh, I have Cooper Cup. Oh, dude, speaking of that, are the Lions the greatest 0-7 and seven team in history? These dudes are, like, in every game. They're going to fuck around and go get the number one pick, like, with not a terrible team. DeAndre think, Swift is a very good running back. The, the, a very, very good one. And this game was close for a majority of the game, too. But then you just you have to always go back and look at that Jared Goff stat, stat line. I mean, it's, it's always tilted towards the interceptions over the touchdowns. Yeah. 22 for 36. DeAndre Swift out here and uh, Williams also broke off a few good ones. But on the Rams, Cooper Cup, Jesus Christ, bro. How do you stop him? How do you stop him? That boy, that white boy can run. He can he, route up anybody. He dude. just finds these little pockets in, in the defense and he just hammers it home, hammers it home because it's not. Yes, he led the team in yards by a shitload with 156. Yes, he had two touchdowns, but he also had 10 receptions. Like, yeah, that Jared Goff interception in the in the end zone was costly, dude. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the greatest mistake in the world, but Jalen Ramsey just made a hell of a Jalen Ramsey on the made one hell of a play on that. He's been playing a good, he's been playing, he's been playing very well this year. No way I could predict the shit that was going on with Trayvon Diggs. I mean, I didn't know this fucker yeah. was gonna have seven interceptions. He actually uh-huh. he actually gives up a lot of yards, but you know, is it's Been worth it on the break. backside. It's worth yeah. it on the backside. And another kind of nothing game. The Patriots just shit on the Jets. They show them who's the king of the Northeast. Patriots win 54 to 13. Uh Zach Wilson only had 10 attempts before he had to come out the game. White comes in actually not a terrible performance uh a td two picks but you know 202 he's playing on par with the rest of the fucking quarterbacks this week uh didn't the jets just trade for uh what's his name joe flacco yep uh jets trade a conditional sixth round pick to philadelphia can that can possibly be a fifth for joe flacco joe flacco the man that never dies coming in is he gonna save the jets season no, because <laughs> here's what I'm saying. I, I was you, you you're committing to this. The Texans get uh, a top three pick. The Jets are sitting here at one and five. The Lions are at zero and seven. The uh, Giants are at two and five. The the Dolphins are at one and six. It's not a guarantee. They maybe ended up with a five pick. Yeah, but it's kind of a weird trade that they trade for Joe Flacco. I don't, I'm not sure what they're doing. If their goal was to win, I, I get it. But if I don't think they're trying to win. I think you just need something here. I mean, uh, Mike Smith comes in. Was that his name? New guy. What was his name? The gentleman named Mike White. Mike White. Mike White, Mike White comes in. Um, plays fine. Plays fine, I guess. But the Patriots, Mac Jones just... 300 yards, two touchdowns. Deontay Harris with 106 yards on the ground. And they just tore him up. Bill Belichick is tired of having a losing record, and he decided mm-hmm. to beat up on the Jets, as he always does. What do you think's going through his head this year? Oh, uh, Belichick. Belichick? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of he, – he's stuck in a weird spot also. Where I, Mac Jones is young, but I don't know what his expectations are because they're – 
Oh, hell yeah. Seattle missed the field goal. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots are. I'm not sure. It's the Bills division. Right, right. I mean, still, you're, you're a coach that has nothing but win, and now you're in your second straight season of yeah. But I do, I do think they have the guy in Mac Jones. Yeah. I think Mac Jones is perfect for that system. I, I think he's the guy. Yeah, you just need to throw more experience at him. Just just let him play out the entire year. Come hell or high water. Um, Eagles Rams. No, Eagles Raiders. Raiders improved to five and two on the air. Eagles down to two and five. 22-33. Raiders sticking around. It did. Raiders sticking around. In a division that could swing either way, I just noticed the Chiefs and the Broncos have the same. Yeah, and then you have the Chargers sitting there as well. Four and two, and then the Raiders are five and two. Yeah, I mean, they haven't missed a beat since Gruden left. I thought that was going to be a whole, fuck, this is going to mess up the chemistry bond of everything. They just, they're just keeping it rolling. Yeah, they trucking. Uh, but it, I don't know. I don't trust the Raiders at all. They beat up on the Eagles, whatever that means. They're- and once again, for the Eagles, you are putting too much on Jalen Hurts. He is not making mistakes. He, once again, doesn't even have any inter- any interceptions. But you're making him throw it 34 times, and he's running for his life most of those times. <laughs> Poor guy. Like, Devontae Smith hasn't even had the capital to become what he possibly can become because the ball just can't get to him because Hertz is having to check down. He's absolutely having to check down because he's getting chased. Everybody's on his ass and the Eagles won't invest in a line. And they had such a good line like two years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, times change fast. Don't they? But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm proud of the Raiders. I, I'm, I think I take them for real now. I think Derek Carr is playing excellent this year. 31 of 34. What the hell? Yeah, no. He's a weird quarterback, dude. He's like when he's on, he's on. But boy, when he's off, Jesus. Yeah, he he he's another one of those guys that can definitely lose you games. But Raiders, you know, treading way up there in the AFC in the AFC West. Not letting the Chargers run away with it. I know they got that game on them on uh, Monday night, but was that last Monday, I believe? Maybe two Mondays ago? Yeah. But they're sticking around, sticking around. And then the last game, the slate, Colts over the 49ers. I just saw a bar come up over the ESPN Monday Night Football saying that Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starter. This upcoming week. If the Texans can get they're doing the op- they're doing the opposite of uh what the Bears are doing. Yeah. Which they're is saying, odd. no, we're sticking with our old guy. He's gonna learn under the system. Because the only times you've seen Trey Lance in this year is whenever whenever Garoppolo went hurt. Yeah. They just should I guess if they lose one more time, they'll they'll just punt it. But they should just give it to Trey Lance, see what they got. But I mean, that's the that's the argue mythology is really right there. Is it better for a quarterback's development to just be thrown in the fire or to learn under 
a guy who knows systems. If anybody knows systems, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. This is true. And it's just, it's tough because we don't know these people or how they train or how they prepare or what they're doing. We run a fucking sports podcast, Bruce. All right. We're speculating out here. (laughs) That's true. But God damn it. Just throw them out there. If they're, you think the, the I, I, I like rise the move. to the I like the move because you see exactly what's happening in Chicago and Buddy's just getting trounced out there. That's what I'm saying. Like the cream will always rise to the top. The greatest of quarterbacks will survive. Even if they don't win, they'll put up historic numbers. Deshaun did it. I want to say Kyler did it too in his rookie year. I want to say. But the point is that the, the greatest will always do great. And if they don't, then eh, we'll see. But maybe, maybe good is good enough. Maybe you don't need great, but you never, you never get to good if you never allow that production. Yeah, but like you look you know, at like uh, that Ravens team when when Flacco won it for him. Like was was Flacco elite? No, he played his ass off. He played good. And then when they hit the goddamn. Uh, Postseason, he became the greatest thing since okay, sliced bread. All right, okay, all right. That does it for this slate. Um, on the other side of the break, we are gonna give you a few predictions, things to watch out for in this upcoming week. Week seven is damn near in the books, but it doesn't mean week eight isn't already on our mind. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we're switching it up a little bit. We're, what we're going to do is try to give you our best perspective of what you should expect this next upcoming week. And we're going to start that off with a fantasy sleeper of the week. Bruce, I know you already mentioned yours earlier. You're high on your dude. Who should the people bring off their bench into the starting lineup this week? And hopefully you already picked them up. Off the waivers, uh, Dearness Johnson, solely because they've ran their offense through running backs year a week after week. Baker's probably not going to be back this week. So your safe bet and a probable bet should be Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson, the man, what did he put up? Like 148 this past week? Just unholy numbers. Were it not for the Baker Mayfield news, I would have told you to start Odell Beckham Jr. this week. Man's a powder keg. He's going to go off, and he may not even be a bad start because you know this young – I don't think Baker's going to be playing this this upcoming week. And oh, you know no. that you know that young quarterback's going to be looking for his vets out there. As he should. But that's not my pick. I'm sitting here watching this Saints-Seahawks game. And these corners are kind of trash. These corners are kind of trash. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Start LaVisca Chenault Jr. next week. Jacksonville wide out. Jacksonville wide out. I mean, he had 10 targets last week. He's been averaging like seven targets a game. We said... Pretty boy, golden boy, was going to have his growing pains with the interceptions. It seems that he's starting to figure that shit out. I think LaVisca has a big week, a touchdown, maybe two, close to a buck yards. Okay. Bold. Okay. And I 
I always let my gambling addiction fleet off into the wind in uh, in February, and then it comes right back around during football season. So I've been hot. I've been hot, and I want to give you my parlay of Sunday, baby. My Sunday parlay, and I want you to lock this in, all right? Bengals, money line. Titans, money line. Cowboys, money line. Lock it in, lock it in, lock it in. Joe Burrow is unfazed. I don't know who the fuck's going to stop him anytime soon. The Cowboys. Certainly not the Jets, that's for sure. (laughs) The Cowboys are leaps and bounds over the Vikings and really all assets of the field. And the Titans just beat the Chiefs 27 to 3. 27 to 3. That's the that's the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Okay. Okay. Let me you give like you that? mine. You like that? You like that? Let me warm it up here. All right. Yeah, yeah. Give me give me give me my Sunday parlay. I'm gonna choose the Packers over the Cardinals money line. Wow. Okay. Cardinals yes, getting, the, we, getting the first loss of the year. Okay. All right. We're gonna make ourselves some money. Give me the Cowboys. And give me the Rams. Rams over Texans. Really going out on a, on a limb oh, there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Out on a limb there, Bruce. You sure? You sure? I, I've never been so sure in my life. <laughs> yeah, I think I think next week is going to be a very fun week. It starts off on Thursday. Cardinals Packers. You have a bunch of divisional matchups. Um, Colts Titans, which should be a very good game. I think Titans come out on top there. Uh, Bills, Dolphins, you know, uh, Steelers, Browns, which actually may be an interesting game. We'll see what what uh, Cleveland can do at Patriots, Chargers. I think this could be a trap game for the Chargers. Really, I absolutely do. I I never ever underestimate Bill Belichick. That's true. Never ever underestimate him. Uh, Saints, Bucks. We'll see how that goes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you have something better to do with your Sunday. <laughs> but if you want to, you want a crazy pick out of me. You want a crazy pick. I got Jags over the Seahawks. You're out of your mind. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Jags. Oh, so close to interception. We are. Oh, I'm on the edge of my seat. Third quarter's ending. Saints 10, Seahawks 10. Hopefully, my boys can pull it off. As for this week, me and Bruce, that's going to be all for us. Uh, If you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, and make sure to follow at Apollo HLU for blogs, merch, videos, podcasts, and more original Houston sports content you can't find anywhere else. We got any final thoughts there, Bruce? Quick question. Does Deshaun get traded by next week, yes or no? No. I disagree. I think he gets traded. disagree? You think? All right. Hey, catch you here on next episode of Tuesday Morning Quarterbacks, where we're either talking Deshaun Watson in a Miami uniform or not. Who that? <laughs>